0: Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30 minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. It's the In Wheel Time Car Talk Show on iHeartRadio, your place for fun, informative, weekly car talk.
1: And uh, welcome back to In Wheel Time, Houston's award winning automotive talk show. And we're going to be joined here from. Uh, I'm assuming, Dearborn, Michigan, uh, Corey Williams with Ford, and he's going to tell us how exciting it is uh, about the new F-150 Lightning. Corey, how you doing?
2: Morning. Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing?
1: Awesome. Glad to have you join us. Thanks. So, Corey, so, so, uh,
3: I know we're going to talk about the Rouge plant and what all has done, but we, we, can you give us a quick look or just tell us real quickly about the truck, and then we'll go talk about how you're building it.
2: Oh, wow. If you're F F-150 fan, you will be fanatical about the uh, F-150 Lightning. It is, it is, um, full size, full size truck, um, just as capable as the, the, um, ice, um, F-150, but more importantly, it, it's, it's, it's more capable. It's, um, it's fast, it's, it's powerful. It's, it's all those things you look for in a truck and then some.
1: And I understand you guys had just introduced or just started production. Is that correct? I think yes. this, this week yes, you guys we did. announced
2: it. Um, yes, we're 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 very excited. We're uh ramping up and um we're building this amazing vehicle. Uh I tell you what, this lightning is uh it's going to take over the roles of America. It's really going to. Uh,
1: That's
3: a statement.
2: Sh- yeah, it's <laughs> going to shock statement. the world.
1: Yeah, it's going to shock yeah. the world. Oh,
3: <laughs> yeah. Just play on words. So, so Corey, we went out to the to the Ford Media site and we got some B-roll from the for the Rouge plant, and, mm-hmm. and that thing has all been kind of redone for to produce this particular vehicle. So uh, we're going to let that roll while you kind of tell us about the the. Sure. The Rouge Complex, Absolutely. I guess, is what it, is that the right way to call it?
2: It's the uh, Rouge Electric Vehicle Center.
3: Rouge Electric Vehicle
2: Center. Well, tell us about it. So it's a um, currently it's a five hundred, a little over five hundred thousand square foot facility that was actually built on the same site where Dearborn Assembly Plant was. So there's some historic um, um, ties there. Um, always tell people, you know, we made the building sustainable. Um, and when I say sustainable in every aspect, it is a green building from the, the daylights on the side that come in and you get the natural light from the LEDs, from the, um, uh, zero, zero waste to land from everything we do or, or we use to build this vehicle gets recycled. So, um, we're very excited about that.
1: And with the, the new F-150 lightning, and I love the the continuation of the name Lightning within that. Uh, I know you guys have had somewhere around two hundred thousand hand raisers, pre-orders uh, put up for it, but your production isn't going to quite meet that amount. It's a nice day when you have way more people wanting your vehicle than you can build. At That's this for point. sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes, it is. We're um we're going to ramp up. We we announced that we're going to ramp up to twenty twenty three. We're going, to be, by mid-23, we're going to be about mid twenty three. We're going to be about one hundred and fifty thousand a year. So that's that's a good number.
3: Some of the thing, what is we're looking at? Some of the video, the b roll of, of one of the vehicles being assembled, and uh, everything is. I've been through some of the assembly plants, and you know, it's still a car plant. They're still working on cars and trucks. Uh, but this thing in the pictures looks really super clean. I mean, there is no dirt nowhere.
2: Yes, that's, that's true. You know, the difference from a a traditional um, car plant, you know, assembly plant, there's no conveyance in this plant on the floor, which gives us the ability to flex our production. And we use automated guided carriers to take the vehicle from station to station, Um, which is, yeah, which is, which is exciting. And that's how we move the vehicle through. Um, that's something that's new for us in um, Ford, and again, this is you know the entire facility. We we've used technology and innovation to make one to make it better for the operator, right? If the operator is is efficient, is capable, and you're giving them what they need, um, that's just going to translate into a better product going to the customer. So that's, um, that's something we're pretty excited about. That's, that's really more important. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And more importantly, we've, we've, um, we've found ways through technology to have the base operator communicate with us at point of fit immediately. And we can communicate back and forth. Um, so that's something we're very proud of, very excited because the more we serve our operators, the better off we are and everything, every workstation is designed around the people or i i call them the experts who are building these vehicles
1: and do you assume that or is the plan for these automated guidance vehicles that are taking the place of the tracks in the ground that move move vehicles from station to station do you see that expanding into other productionist facilities within ford as it's yes. proven at a, at this facility
2: Yes. Um, everything we're doing right now at the Rouge electric vehicle center is going to catapult us into the future of, of what Ford motor company will look like. It, it will definitely, um, give us more opportunity to flex our production, to expand it, you know, in a normal assembly plant. And I've been with the company for going on 27 years and this is my sixth assembly plant. It's a, um, it takes a while to take all that conveyance, dig it up, um, extend it, all those type things. But with this, all we need is building space and we can flex the um, volume, which is a really good thing.
1: And lots of yellow lines on the floor. which <laughs> Stay <laughs> out of the way. This is where the AGV yeah, is this blowing coming
2: through. through. Well, well, actually um, the good thing about it is it will stop. It will not run you over. So it's not, guided off the yellow line so to speak um like the old traditional agcs so these things are smart i tell you the technology is there they're very smart so
3: so it's almost like a a, an autonomous driving vehicle then it's got sensors in it that knows this is where i'm going and i got somebody in front of me so i gotta stop that's real
1: interesting. So, when do you assume that the first F one hundred and fifty Lightning is going to be at the dealership for retail sale?
2: Um, I couldn't tell you exactly, Rough um, but um, it's it's going to be soon.
1: Well, that, that's mm-hmm. good news because I know uh, not only are the dealers waiting for uh, waiting for this truck, um, the consumers are just. You know, banging on Clamoring. the dealer's door, yeah. waiting for this truck because yes. uh, it's it's so exciting. It's exciting to see and you guys coming. My opinion, first to market with a uh, with a full full size pickup truck, uh, uh, electric pickup truck is uh, you know, Fords have been an industry leader in so many things through the years. You guys deserve first place in this as well.
3: Now you you stated that that's a half a million square f- foot facility on the Rouge property, and in the opening shot, you could see the steel mill behind it. Is that still active, or what's going on with that?
2: So that steel mill, Ford no longer owns, and it still is active. Um, but we are expanding the building, and we announced, uh, announced that, and we're going more towards, I guess, the steel mill, um, if you want to say, but we, we're we're not close to that. The reason I say that, I grew up in Detroit. Oh, did the, you? Oh, yeah, a long time
3: ago, and uh, that was that's an icon. It's a staple back when they had the old Ford Glass Plant in Dearborn, uh, yeah, or the, the glass building. That's what the nickname yes. was, and we grew up so uh, very yeah. interesting,
1: a lot of innovation, and, and that's fantastic stuff. So, Corey, yeah. you've had a chance to drive one of these, I'm am assuming.
2: Absolutely, and you know, <laughs> true, <laughs> smile
3: came back. There.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, true story. Is is and and when I tell you it's amazing. Vehicle, so I've been with the company going on 27 years, and in that, I said, "Okay," told my launch team I wanted to drive a vehicle. So I took the vehicle home, and I first got into it. I got onto the road, and I stepped on the gas or the electric. (laughs) There you go, right? As you would normally do in a in a in a a ice vehicle, and in doing that, I lit the tires up a little bit, right? So, you know, you have 700 plus pounds of instant torque. There's no hesitation of 560 plus of horsepower. And when I tell you to put you in your seat, it, it it is it is not what you think. It is more than what you think.
1: Oh, how cool is that? And I know that's Ford's intent is this vehicle is going to be a fully capable uh, pickup truck. So... When you talk about the amount of available torque and horsepower, throw a trailer on it and tow. Throw a load in it and move it. This is a fully capable pickup truck. This isn't just something that's electric because we want to sell electric. We want to sell a, uh, a capable half-ton truck, and I would assume somewhere down the road, and I know you can't tell me because uh, you're still there for 27 years, uh, there's probably plans for a uh, a super duty on, on the, on the EV chassis as well.
2: That, that actually, I, I, I don't know. Um, but you know, we believe in being on the cutting edge and you never know. Can you give <laughs> us <laughs> any secrets? No, no. Secrets. <laughs> but, but the one thing I can tell you though, this truck can go to a work site and power the, the, the work site up. anything you need. And if you want to go tailgate, we have the front, um, you can put whatever your beverages or whatever ice in that front, so forth and so on. So when I tell you this thing is, it will it will address all of your 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 uh, personal needs and then some. It's just a wild a wild truck.
1: And then does the truck come with a home charging station, or is that uh, an additional item? And do you guys have relationships with? electrical contractors in the area for the installation of those items
2: we we um, we offer some services okay um, I don't necessarily know the the detail but I do know you can plug it in at home to your 110 and um, help charge overnight
1: okay yeah and I, I know some people will be looking for a more powerful charger uh, as well is it designed to recharge at 110? can can it get you to 80% in 6 hours 8 hours of charge or are you going to need to go to a 220 to get that level of charge that quickly? it can
2: it can charge um everyone I've talked to um it charges overnight um but there are some services that we will be offering around um Larger chargers, higher level chargers, that's smart. those type things that you can put into your home. Yeah, that that's smart because
1: that's uh, that's something I'm sure a lot of customers are going to be looking for, is yes. a, is a higher, faster level of charge. And if you guys have relationships out there where you're selling those components, that'll that'll work out quite well. Interesting.
3: So, is there? Let's let's go back to the plant. So, the plant, I mean, we were looking at the video and there was one a time lapse where you actually built a complete truck. You know, it went through the whole thing on the video. And the way it's set up, I mean, like you said, you kind of do things backwards or not backwards, different from everybody else. You don't you use the uh, program tram to move the vehicle instead of just having the parts come in like a lot of people do to the assembly line. So, in my mind, and once you get things going with the lightning, could you just build something else at the same plant? I mean, could you? Could we build
2: something else at the same plant? Yes. Is, is that the question?
3: Yes, I mean, so so it's the adaptability. Adaptability, yes. Like a maverick, if you wanted to build that there or something else, you wanted to build electric.
1: Well, I, th- I think that's what I was asking about. Is this technology mm-hmm. of the automated guided vehicle is going to be adaptable to other assembly plants? Well, I was thinking that plant.
2: Well, um the good problem we have <laughs> is um I don't have any room for anything else because I need to get these uh, lightnings out to the customer. Um I'm sure there's flexibility um in this technology and that's how it was designed to uh do various things throughout the, the plant. So in its
3: present state you're going to use all the capacity that you have there for the
1: lightning
2: trucks. Absolutely.
1: Okay. And how much, um, because I know when you bring in uh, electric vehicle components, there's got to be a pretty strong safety protocol as they're installing certain features of the vehicle. How much training did that involve for your line workers, let's say?
2: Oh, that's a great question. Um, We did a lot of extensive training up front. Um, and, and, and you're right, there's, you know, we're dealing with a, a battery pack. Um, and, um, but we've also designed it to be able to assemble and keep our people safe, most important. And um, in various stages of the build, there's different protocols, but we did um, extensive trainings for weeks around um, how we operate, how we handle um, how I repair people um, uh, disassemble, et cetera, et cetera, when we're diagnosing uh, particular issues. So there's there's weeks upon weeks of training.
1: Yeah, because when you cross that kind of voltage, it's a high enough voltage to hold on to you and that kind of amperage, uh, it takes a lot of uh, a lot of safety procedures to keep everybody um, from from having an issue. And that's Absolutely. I, I know at the dealership level, uh, that's also going to be a requirement. Is that correct?
2: Um, I'm sure it is. Um, again, we we've the company has done all types of um, studies and proper protocols and and between our uh, customer dealer network and all those type things. You know, we always keep people first and foremost and their safety and um, we're very confident in what we have and what we're doing. So we're we're there. So, so
3: I, would, I would think that even something as simple as static electricity, uh, you know, with circuit packs and some of the other things, would there's got to be some precautions taken to keep your guys from developing static electricity and passing it on to electronic components.
2: Yeah, that's design in the vehicle. And again, you know, first and foremost, safety of people is our job, right? Priority. And all the way back to the design and how you build it and um, how it charges up, all these particular things um, goes all the way back into the design. So we're very confident in, in, in that, and um, we don't have any issues with that.
1: So how long will it take a vehicle to run through production from the start where you assign you know, the first piece of metal to it? till the end where they do the the drive off the assembly line how much time will a vehicle spend on the line
2: it, it that's probably uh you know i'm going to defer that question to communications <laughs> I
1: <know>. good answer <laughs> well with with, with uh, uh now is 150,000 planned this year or is that you said that was 2023
2: yeah we released that um recently so 2023 we're we're ramping up to those levels
1: that's cool which is uh you know that's going to be a a truck rolling off the line every few seconds as as they get the build rate up but you know it still takes it time from start to finish so so
2: so current f-150 we build every 53 seconds okay so um so let's let's just uh you could do the math from there and this is not uh this is this is an add-on. Let's just say that. I so, think he's running
1: for office. And and do you <laughs> will the the F one hundred and fifty Lightning uh, will it take longer or shorter than an ice powered F one hundred and fifty? Because I would think the componentry installation on a Lightning might be a little bit easier than all of the stuff you got to do under the hood of a of an ice. You are
2: you are one hundred percent correct. It is a easier build. Um, in a ice vehicle. Um, so, but everything is, is depends upon tack time and demand and all those type things. And we can ebb and flow that. But we are, um, but you're right, this is a easier build. Um, from the engineering community, product development, they made it very easy for us manufacturers to assemble this thing. So is, um, we're very happy about that. I'm very happy about
1: that. And, and with that being easier to build, and and being, and I'm going into my head here, single powertrain, componentry, um, the repeatability or the uh, of the build, the repetition of the build tends to build higher, much higher quality, because you don't have to read something to say, oh, this has this component in it, this has this, and and that combination of things doesn't necessarily. Uh, make production harder when they when it's all the the repetition of one powertrain one thing under the hood the build quality goes up which in turn means your your quality to your end customer is is higher as well i,
2: I have an industrial engineering job open are you available <laughs> you're a real manufacturer there <clears throat> um, um we
1: won't go into my history <laughs> no <Yeah. laughs> or warrants <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: but 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 yes you you're 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 spot on with that, but, um, the one thing I want to point out though, um, and when I mentioned earlier, how we design the workstation for the operator, um, this, when I tell you this thing is a hundred percent sustainable, there's no paper to tell them how to build it. There's, there's none of that. You know, we used to have travelers on vehicles, et cetera. So we, we have, we have, um, created all of our excuse my dog no no no, no, we love it we love it
1: trust me i'm not doing anything
2: to
3: the dog the the sues is on vacation this week
1: yeah we usually have a beagle sleeping in front of us here
2: okay um so we actually have computer monitors screens that tell them what to do on the vehicle um and then we give them positive feedback to how they actually built that vehicle and we call it gamification um so it's kind of like a game so to speak and um something really cool something innovative using technology and again to get that feedback from the operator and us give the operator feedback which is like really good
1: real time and that's that's very much of a change in uh in what's been going on off the production floor as well yes you know they've always had the end on uh the end on whole thing but that didn't tell you anything that just said stop now with that kind of communication instant communication it's hey you know it's lefty lefty loosey righty tidy, and i i righty lucid it and hold on let's let's do this correctly Fixed it.
2: yes because you, you know if you do everything with people as as a center you design things people as the center of it all you know, the the core, the crux of it is you have to communicate with the person. And that's the design that we have. And the more we communicate, as we know, period, as a society, whatever it is, the more we communicate, the better off we are. And the more more importantly, the more we learn. Well, Corey,
1: we really appreciate you joining us today. I think we learned a lot. We wish you great success in the launch of the F-150 Lightning. And I know for you, the launch is important, but it's building it correctly. And the production process is where your heart lays uh, at the uh, at the assembly plant. And we wish you well in all of that.
2: Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you for your time. Appreciate you. it. You bet.
1: You again, have a good thanks. day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it is. You know, the the lightning's going to be a, a disruptor. You know, it's truly going to be a game changer. And are they going to give tours of the plant? That would oh,
3: be awesome. It's not very often you get to talk to somebody about the plant itself. Right.
1: Very So cool. it. Let's, uh, let's uh, step into uh, this <laughs> week in auto history. <laughs> are we stepping in? Yeah, we're going to step, step in. stepping <laughs> into this week <laughs> in auto history. And we have some, some Ford stuff this week in auto history. In 1949, Ford began production of its first post-war design. And this has become an iconic what they call the shoebox Ford mm-hmm. um, through the years and quite desirable, but after World War II, you know, it took them a couple of years to bring that design back, and this is that was Ford's. In 1948, uh, Land Rover was unveiled for the first time at the Amsterdam Motor Show. Land Rover was developed as a result of a necessity when Maurice Wilkes, the Rover engineer, was unable to procure parts for his constantly breaking down World War II American Jeep oh, wow. while working on his farm in Wales. So he developed Land Rover. And since then, this has become not just the safari vehicle of uh, Wild Kingdom, it has become the luxury vehicle of uh, of the industry right I'd, now. i have drive that. Yep. In 1985, the legendary Ayrton Senna won his first of 41 uh, Formula One victories, uh, driving the Lotus Renault uh, at the Portuguese Grand Prix in Estoril, uh, Spain. Now, if you look at this car, um, I believe this car was the uh, the quintessential. Well, the quintessential, but it was also the. Uh, I'm trying to think of the the thought for the Bandit Trans Am car. You know this black and goldness. I think uh, the John Player Special and the uh, the Trans Am Bandit are you know there's a there's a relationship between the two of them. In 1987, Chrysler Corporation purchased Lamborghini for an estimated 25 million. At the time, the uh, performance automaker was experiencing financial difficulty uh, and was under ownership of the Miraman Brothers and. Chrysler sold it years later at quite a loss, and uh, now it is part of the uh, Volkswagen group, uh, Lamborghini is. In 1995, after producing about uh, 6,900 cars, Lotus-tuned Chevy Corvette ZR1 was ceased. The heart of the car was a Lotus-built LT5 V8 engine that was actually built by Mercury Marine in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Uh, so they they were building it had a very unique intake manifold it had four valve per cylinder uh, combustion chambers four camshafts uh, to control them it could shut off half of the intake valves and fuel injectors when the engine was at part throttle uh, originally it was rated at 375 horsepower the second uh, the second year they boosted that to 405 horsepower still quite the collectible vehicle. Um, out there in the industry are the uh, the ZR1 Corvettes. Uh, in 2004, the last Oldsmobile comes off the assembly line at the Lansing Assembly Plant in Michigan, signaling the end of a 160-year-old automotive brand, America's oldest at the time. Of course we had to the, get an old story in the, here. The factory workers signed the last Oldsmobile and the Alero sedan uh, before it was moved on to the Ransom Olds Museum. And to this day, I kick myself I was in Detroit at a meeting, and a bunch of the guys went to Lansing Assembly, and they're in this picture, and Ah. I I hung out in Detroit to drink. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a good place to do that. (laughs) And then in 2009, General Motors made the fateful announcement uh, that they declared plans to phase out the Pontiac brand. The Pontiac Heritage predates the brand by nearly 20 years because it first came out, and it was called Oakland Motor Cars, Founded in Pontiac, Michigan, in Oakland County, hence the name Oakland Motor Cars. And you had to use the last shot of that and with that vehicle. <laughs> nice. Yeah. The Pontiac Aztec, mm-hmm. truly the ugliest vehicle General Motors ever made. And Perfect. that is this week in automotive history. Very good. And with that, we'll probably jump into a break.
0: we could do that father's day weekend saturday june 18th 2022 it's the next tailpipes and tacos cruise in and you're invited Tailpipes and Tacos Father's Day edition will be at the same Loopy Tortilla in Katy 8 to 11 a.m. on Saturday, June 18th. It's the only place cruisers compete for trophies and other prizes. Enter your vehicle for best hot rod, best classic, and best modern classic. Tailpipes and Tacos is Houston's coolest cruise-in and is your opportunity to see the best hot rods, show cars, classics, and resto mods and get Loopy Tortilla breakfast tacos and adult beverages. There's no entry fee and cars will automatically compete for custom Loopy trophies and other prizes. It all happens at the lippy tortilla tex max and katie on the grand parkway at kingsland boulevard just south of i-10 kick off summer with tailpipes and tacos father's day edition saturday june 18th the in real time car talk show will be there too celebrate father's day the start of summer and the return of tailpipes and tacos saturday morning june 18th 8 to 11 we'll see you then weather permitting the in real time car talk show is now part of the iheart family now you'll have access to 24-7 Car Talk anytime you need a fix. Just download the iHeartRadio app and ask for In-Wheel Time Car Talk, and there we are. Be sure to save us in your iHeart library for instant access. No matter where you are, you have the best Car Talk show right on your PC, laptop, or mobile device and never have to worry about finding us again. Of course, you can always get access to our video and audio streams via InWheelTime.com and your favorite podcast channel, and all of this is free to you. From the iHeartRadio app, you'll not only hear our Saturday morning live show, but the best shows of the past, updated weekly. Never miss a minute of up-to-date new car reviews, pre-owned reviews, Conrad's Car Clinic, informative interviews, automotive news, and the most fun car talk show on the planet. Just download the iHeartRadio app, search for In wheel Time Car Talk, save it to your library, and with a tap of the icon, you'll be in touch with your favorite car talk team. In Real Time Car Talk, streaming now on iHeart.com slash Car Talk.